ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाय चक्षुरिन्मीलितम् येन तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः Lord Balaram brought him to his home as his invited dinner guest and Arjuna ate the food the Lord respectfully offered him apart from the explanation of Srila Vishnu Chakravarti it is understood that Arjuna in his sannyasi role had just finished the four month vows of the rainy season and could now again accept accept general invitations from householders Thus, no one would have suspected any unusual motive in his visiting Lord Balaram at this time. All right. So, Shrimad Bhagavatam. We have more to learn from Shrimad Bhagavatam than traditional hearers had to learn. What do you think about that proposal? Because traditional hearers means uh, people throughout the ages who have listened to Shrimad Bhagavatam. it's been widely recited mahabharat ramayana and shrimad bhagavatam these three are the most widely recited scriptures i mean like public publicly recited ramayana is probably number 1 in its various forms in hindi bengali oriya telugu tamil as well as sanskrit and mahabharat is probably number 2 and bhagavatam 3 and others also especially the vishnu purana in the shri vaishnav area nrsimha purana in south orissa so we have more to learn because traditional hearers they knew about the culture we also have to learn about the culture from shrimad bhagavatam and it's actually uh, it, it may be very difficult to understand without understanding the culture that's one reason why shrila prabhupad we can summarize gave so many cultural asides or explanations in his purports because to understand what's going on it it the, the whole epi- everything with this whole story how Arjuna takes the role of a sannyasi what is a sannyasi and even in india that has to be people don't know what is sannyasi i mean they have a general idea but it's been so messed up by bogus sannyasis that people think that anyone with a anyone with an orange cloth on is a sannyasi because people have taken advantage of the respect accorded to sannyasis people like arjuna and indra <laughs> they are and ravana Although the Ravana, yeah, they, they have uh, taking the role of a sannyasi, they have misused it, and the result is because I'm not I'm not blaming Arjuna here. I'm just talking about a a consequence is that is that uh, people have taken the role of a sannyasi because the sannyasi is offered food. We see here is offered respect, so. Well, that sounds good doesn't it you don't have to do anything and you get food and respect but you do have to do one has to be a sannyasi detached formally renounced not form not f o r m e r l y not previously renounced but 
having formally accepted the renounced order of life, the vows of renunciation, and following that, and he is respected, Srila Prabhupada said, uh, uh, wrote in one purport, that sannyasi is respected for his practical renunciation. So the, the respect is there. Now, in San Diego, renunciation is not anything to be respected. It's considered something, uh, if it exists at all, outside of these four walls, uh, it's considered something, I, I would imagine it's considered something very strange. Of course, there is that uh, self-realization, what's it called? Self-realization fellowship. Oh, sure. all, do they have any renunciation? They have sannyasis, yeah. They they might they probably follow some rules. They're vegetarian. You don't really know. It doesn't really matter. The one I know is self. The one you know, okay. We think. That's the problem, yeah. So, uh, but that was that was very much respected because pravritti pravritti sarva bhutanam nivritis tu mahapalam. That quote, by the way, about not studying, that this quote I just said is from Manu, and I believe, although I'm not sure, I have to look it up, that, that one about not studying during twilight, uh-huh. that may be from Manu also. Uh-huh. Just that's something between me and Trivita Prabhupada. So the uh, Pravriti Marg and Nivriti Marg are mentioned in the Vedas, among follow the Vedas, followers of the Vedas. Uh, everyone's attached to pravritti marg or the path of sense gratification, but nivritti or the path of turning away from sense gratification, that gives the great fruit or the great result. But it's not easy. Even in, even in the time of Vedic culture, when, when, uh, Probably most grihastas would be in many ways considered more renounced than many of today's sannyasis. In, in, in many, I mean, if a, a, a brahmana especially, the, the kind of life they led, they were busy in puja and study and and uh, yagya, uh, practically up to midday. They didn't eat till midday because they had to finish all their duties first. And the, the guests would come, they busy looking after them as is stated here. So it's uh, under, under the, the context in which these pastimes are enacted. Balaram is the elder brother to be respected on the level of the father. No one respects anyone, especially not their father, if they even know their father. We're such a long way away from what is called culture. The Sanskrit word, which is often translated as culture, is Sanskriti, which sounds like Sanskrit doesn't it? Sanskritam. But the, uh, it's not really an exact translation. Culture is uh, understood by anthropologists and sociologists in it to be the way of life of a people, the way they live and the, uh, the underlying values which lead them to lead the way of life that they do, the underlying worldview. But Sanskriti has a particular meaning that that's the sanskar that which is based on sanskar which means uh, procedures for purification so the Vedic culture is based around everything is meant for purification 
That's for everyone, not not just the persons who are formally renounced, but everyone is supposed to be uh, making progress towards a better destination, which is based on knowledge of the transmigration of the soul. So these, uh, how Arjuna took advantage of this to take the role of a of a sannyasi. Now uh, he was respected, shadhya, with faith. Uh, in modern Bengali, and it seems from the translation here, the Lord respectfully. It it, it means apart from faith, it, with along with faith, the. Uh, concomitant uh, 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 well uh, what should we say attitude is respect or respectful behavior so if, if one has faith a respected person it's say has I have faith in him it, it may in modern Bengali like I said if you say uh, he has shadha in him. Faith, the word is translated as faith. It may be used in the sense of often that he is respected by that person. So all these concepts, respect, who is to be respected, the sannyasi is to be respected, uh, the elder brother is to be respected, the father is to be respected, the sadhu, the brahmana to be respected. We see this, this this thread of Vedic culture throughout the Bhagavatam. Why was Ashvatthama not physically killed? Because uh, one major reason is because he is a Brahmin by caste, even though he didn't act as a Brahmana. He was fallen from that status. So uh it could be given philosophical justification for killing him for the terrible sin of what he did was, was it makes uh, Duryodhan and, and uh, all the makes makes all the others look like you know a bunch of choir boys as the saying goes he, what he did at the end of the battle when the Pandava forces who were still alive they were they were resting exhausted after 18 days of battle and he came in and just killed them all when they were sleeping. It's, uh, it wasn't just the sons of Draupadi. It was many, many fighters. Drishta Jumna was one of them, one of the major fighters. He just slaughtered them all. Like He, he was uh, the, the power of Lord Shiva, the destructive power of Lord Shiva entered into him, so even great fighters like Dhristajumna couldn't stand up to him. He did such a horrible thing. But still, because it was thought that he is a Brahmana and the son of our guru, that he should be, the, the, the concept of that respect, that respect should not be broken. So it's very, very powerful uh, very, very strong mm, more is the sociological term. A normative, it means that which uh, influences people's behavior and way of thinking. And I, I've seen this living in Bangladesh where that culture is still very strong. How the culture of respect is 
it's uh, in, it's an inherent part of life, and it would be. It's it's very difficult to. I would imagine it's very difficult to even imagine if one hasn't lived in that culture. And in India in general, it was there, but uh, that's broken down a lot now due to democracy. And uh, democracy in the West, of course, is considered practically sacred. And you can even go to war for the sake of in, uh, using it as, a, as an excuse. You can go and, if people are not democratic, you can bomb them to pieces so that they will accept democracy. Even if it's not part of their culture at all. And it, it, it's a stupid idea. I mean, in India, most of the people, at least up until recently, couldn't even read or write. And what do they know about the political issues? They just, they just purchase, literally. They, they vote with their thumb, their thumbprint. They, they, they can't even sign their name. Now it's more education. Whether that's a boon or not is questionable. But uh, the respect was there. Of course, well, any society is hierarchical and even in a so-called democracy, there are leaders and followers. And even however much you try to level it out, some people are going to be... I mean, it's ridiculous. The whole thing, no one's equal to anyone in any... No two people are equal. You can't find any two... If, then we'd all just be totally... We'd be just like a bunch of robots if we were all equal in every respect. Here's one, here's one I throw out. This is a controversial one. That if we say that Jews tend to be very intelligent, good in business, good in acting, comedy, no one, no one will object. And we say, yeah, that's true, isn't it? They're a little hesitant to lump an entire human uh, mass of society, but go ahead, Mark. Yeah, well, I mean... They would call that stereotyping. That's stereotyping. Like can black has rhythm. I mean, yeah, know. well, that's another thing. If we say that blacks in general, and we, we find many sportsmen among them, and... Uh, the, they tend to be good in dance, indirect. Yeah, you don't understand it because indirectly you're saying that they're superior in one way. But you're also implying they're inferior in another way. <laughs> <laughs> just so you, they don't like them. Yeah. Just so you're prepared, Marsh. What they'll say is that those are the only avenues open to them. Therefore, they express their creativity. I the see. Opens up. They're good at business. They're good at everything. Well, actually, the the. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I'm just telling you. The, there were already Red Indians who they complete. They compl the, the Western settlers completely dominated when they arrived. But they they could have made them slaves, but they didn't because they were they weren't hardworking and they weren't strong. So they brought blacks from Africa. That's what I read in a book. So yeah, okay, it's not recorded. So so uh, well, maybe people don't like this to say these things. Well, but they have different opinions. They have different but in general we I mean if you could even probably statistically sort it, you know, if you wanted to, but no one would want to. Yeah. You can't say you can't say it because there's this idea that it shouldn't be true. Which is ridiculous. So indirectly you're saying that uh you know, they're better than others in, in some ways. 
So there's, there, there'll always be leaders and followers. And the, the communism was an attempt to make everyone equal in all respects. And of course, it didn't work, as George Orwell said. Yeah. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. He found the, he found the defect in that. So the, uh, the respect, it's required to be offered to seniors. Uh, but of course, in, in uh, Vedic culture, in anything approaching civilization, there was a reason to respect them also. Everyone was trained. It was actually a very disciplined system. Just like people get very upset when they read in Prabhupada's books that women are not to be given independence. But actually, no one was given independence. It was just, it's just a question of degree. You'll, you'll find in the in the family that as long as the uh, elder, the patriarch of the family is alive in a joint family, then everyone has to do what he says. A man may have grandsons, but he still has to follow. If he has, makes any major decision, he has to consult his father as long as his father is alive. And the culture is very stable and steady also. Many of the difficult questions which arise in modern society just don't arise in stable cultures. It's just not so complex and difficult. And that culture was going on literally for thousands of years. This culture which we're reading about now, of inviting sannyasis to the home with respect, that's going on even now. That that particular feature of the culture is going on even now, and that's Krishna's culture. That's the culture that Krishna lives in. So yeah, we have a lot to learn about. Although uh, it's presumed by modern Western man that we are at the pinnacle of human civilization. We've, we've thrown out all those useless things of the past and now we have come, now we, we've understood that all the old ways of thinking are simply repressive. But actually that society produced people of fiber, of integrity, and uh, with a society in which people lived as uh, contented lives without having to go through various seminars and read many books about self-improvement and you have to read a book about how to have children because, you know, it's such a funny thing how to, you know, it's just it's just everything that people do it's, uh, they have to read a book to get some some training in it and then there's there's big uh, gurus as they're called who tell profess the values of being honest, <laughs> and then you choose, do you want to do that or not? But the uh, the whole society, one thing it was very strict, as we were discussing the other day, Srila Prabhupada mentioned about uh, up until recently in, in Kashmir, the Maharaj, he followed the system, it's not just an Islamic system, it's much uh, decried in the West, but the system was a thief, is deprived of his ability to steal by cutting his hands off. And you don't have thieves in a society where they are treated as such. The dam for one thing is people are afraid, and if they're caught, then that's it. Of course, you may say, well, someone made a mistake, so then they're stuck with it for life. Well, the culture was 
The system was the risk of making a mistake. You could say it's a risk of making a mistake. But the the other side is, if you don't want to take that risk, then you have modern society, in which you, you can't even walk on the street without fear of being attacked. And, hmm? You have both hands, yeah. Well, a few people might not have them. But every, as a result, the, the punishment was severe and crime was very little. That was there. We, in, in Russia until recently, the, uh, the communist society was, it was, a it was what we would call a repressive society, but at the same time, crime was very little. Of course, there wasn't much to steal. <laughs> But as soon as the free, as soon as freedom was given, then the all bad elements came out, and the Russian mafia runs much of Europe nowadays. So we're told, and and much areas of uh, even well, the land of the free. Yeah, as I was told in the Czech Republic, practically they 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 run everything. They, they, all the businesses have to pay their money and everything. So they weren't there previously. The, the freed, freedom is granted in Vedic culture to Brahmanas especially. And Kshatriyas, but they also have to act under the direction of the Brahmanas. So Brahmanas are persons who are renounced. They don't have materialistic motives. So they are trusted. That they, they, if they're given freedom, they're not going to misuse it. And they're also bound by the Vedic injunctions. They have to be a Brahmana. What do you have to do every day? All the different rituals they have to follow for, for purification. So it's a completely different outlook on society. Of course, traditional societies up until recently all over the world also had similar values, respecting seniors, uh, this rampant divorce and was not it wasn't there anywhere in the world until recently so is it better is modern society better that we have to see it, it appears that what is that egalite fraternite What's the other one? Liberté. The, the principles of the French Revolution. Liberty, fraternity, egalitarianism. It seems that the idea of granting this to everyone would be very good. It's based on the uh, supposition that people in general are good. And if left, if, if given freedom, they will use it properly. But practically we see the opposite. That if they give it people, unless most people especially in Kali Yuga, unless they're disciplined, they won't be good. They'll misuse it. How many, how many, uh, how many people, if, if they see, uh, you know, a, something fall off the back of a truck and they look around and no one's, no one's watching them and the truck's sailing off down the road, how many people will uh, catch the number of the truck and give them, you know, and return the goods? especially if it's something which they find they want. It, it's, uh, what is that? There's a saying in Tamil that uh, it's, well, it, it, about this so-called Brahmanas, that a Brahmana is 100% a Brahmana in the temple, 
50% in his home and when there's no one watching he's a shudra <laughs> so so uh, is this society actually better with its uh, the idea I, I, uh, I read something a few years ago in the Kali Yuga Purana in the newspaper that uh, an American student had he was saying that well America is the best modern America is the best society in the history of humankind because it gives maximum opportunity to every member of that society to pers- uh, the, the pursuit of happiness which so many homeless well, so many homeless people, well, they're pursuing, I guess, happiness. They just didn't find it. <laughs> but, uh, it's, yeah, but it, it, what it is, it's the, it's the, it's the glorification of the individual. And then everyone is, what practically happens is everyone is pitted against everyone else. And the happiness is defined as the opportunity for sense gratification. And therefore, uh, the idea of it is you can enjoy yourself as much as you like as long as it doesn't harm anyone. And therefore, uh, homosexuality, that's nothing wrong, doesn't harm anyone. So, you know, what's, what's the harm? So what is the harm? What, what should we reply to that? Uh, it's difficult for people to understand our reply unless they understand that there's the, the, the whole purpose of life is not sense gratification. The purpose of life is purification of consciousness. So without that, then naturally society degrades and then it loses its strength. America got its strength from religious conviction. And we find that any any powerful civilization, when it becomes it becomes powerful then the members engage in sense gratification grossly and then it loses all its strength and then it's overrun by savages. That happened to the Roman Empire. didn't happen to the British Empire, but they lost, Prabhupada said, they lost India. The, the, the strength of the British Empire was the Indian soldiers. When they lost India, then they knew, well, we're finished, we can't maintain it. So, uh, Iraq... Mesopotamia, that used to be a great flourishing civilization. Now, it's, uh, well, Iraq was uh, not even known, the name wasn't even known to most Americans now. Now it's a testing ground for various missiles and things like that. So what is the point of this class? The point is that there is a great culture which Srila Prabhupada wanted to revive and we can't even begin to understand the, 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 the nuances of, of the pastimes of Krishna unless we understand this culture, what to speak of entering into them. The whole point about the gopis being the topmost devotees is that they are superficially the wives of others. And in modern society, if someone is the wife of someone else and they go off with uh, another man in the middle of night, that's, well, you know, tough luck for the husband. But uh, 
in Vedic society that is considered just the worst possible thing. But their giving up their uh, respectfulness, they gave up everything for Krishna, that is glorified, that that is their sacrifice, that, that they offered everything to Krishna. So without understanding this culture and without acting according to this culture, we can't really be devotees at all. Because in devotional life, humility is practically demonstrated not simply by saying, please offer my, please accept my humble obeisances, but by acting respectfully. And of course, Vaishnava respects everyone, but there's a Please, he's praying to his guru, give me the ability to respect all suitably. Jota jota. Here means in a proper way. So we respect the ant, not by putting him on a pedestal and offering him arati, but by not treading on him. Srila Prabhupada, he was brought to the zoo in Bhuvaneshwar once for, his, for a walk. And a lion was in a cage and some of Srila Prabhupada's disciples were goading the lion because he was in a cage to try and make him angry. And Prabhupada told them don't, not to do this. He said, after all, he's a lion. So even even the lion is to, to be... Prabhupada was implying that he should be respected. He's a lion. He's in a cage, but he's a lion. So, don't annoy him unnecessarily. So, all living beings are to be respected. Gurus are to be respected. This was Arjuna's whole dilemma. Guru means uh, simply one who is, one meaning is someone who is senior. So, that's parents, anyone who's older by age, anyone who's higher by caste, a learned a brahmana, especially a learned brahmana, and uh, all Vaishnavas are gurus. Among Vaishnavas, they see all Vaishnavas, all other Vaishnavas as gurus. And especially those who are uh, teaching, giving instruction, guiding others, and those who are giving mantras in a formal manner. The mantras are only to be given in a formal manner. They are to be respected to the extent that one can give one's very life for them. So, uh, in this way, by offering respect up, then knowledge and mercy reciprocally comes down. It, it's not that we, that we can attain Krishna consciousness or any advancement in life by simply by our own endeavor, but by the mercy of superiors which comes down uh, from them, then we can go up. But we have to uh, attract that mercy by offering respect up to them. It's stated by Manu that if one fails to stand when a superior enters, then uh, he, the person may not stand, but his life has go up and leave him. In other words, well, it's even physically uh, debilitating. Now, people might not accept that nowadays, but Manu says so and we accept that. 
All right, so there was not a very... There was a bit of a rambling discussion, and I'll open it up for more comments, questions, objections, or whatever else there may be. Yeah, Tapa Prabhu, first, even though I saw you first, because he is senior to you. In uh, all respects, in age, devotional standing, position. He's taller too. He's taller too, but that doesn't count. That's only in uh, lecture culture. If one's got a big strong body, he's considered superior. Among Kshatriyas, that may be also. Yes, please. Shridha Ananda Maharaj described it, explained the word Shraddha, yes? Yes, Shraddha, the heart to place, Shraddha heart. To place the heart. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't hear that. That's right, that understanding of giving respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shraddha, to place the heart. So it's not simple. One way. Uh, why? One may respect out of fear also, but this is this this uh, etymological derivation suggests respect out of love, not out of fear. There are other words for faith. Vishvas is a common word. Yes. Uh, sorry. A question about Aspatama. Um, he is committed. Yeah, that's the word Prabhupada used. Heinous. And um, he was, you know, then he, he throws this uh, Brahmastra, they're, they're running after him, and he's running. Throwing Brahmastra, he throws Brahmastra, Arjun counteracts, so eventually they, they arrest him, right? And then the question is whether to kill him or not. Okay, he shouldn't be killed because he's a Brahman. There are various him. reasons why he shouldn't be killed, no, they're offered. But it, yeah. because he's not killed, he's humiliated, they cut his top line. Go. Yeah. Again, he throws a master to try to kill Puriga. Yeah. Uh, and he's, of course, that's counteracted. But then he's he's out of the scene. My understanding from all of this with Ashwatthama, and I maybe confirm this by the call correctly, is that he is he is still alive. Oh yeah, he's one of the seven Chiranjivis. Yeah, and that when the new yeah, this is a common question. That he, he, he'll become one of the Saptarshis, or Vyas. He becomes a Vyas. So, so how, how He's the next Vyas. How is that? Well, uh, how is that Ashvatama, who's such a baddie, becomes Vyas? Um, well, I heard he's wandering incognito in Vrajadham. I saw that somewhere. I can't say exactly where. Again, it's one of those things, there's this unlimited work to do in Shastric research, in philosophy, in culture, in Puranic history. Why such and such a person was born, in Garga Samhita there's a lot of narrations of, in the previous life, such and such was like this, and the... Uh, you know, we're given so much instruction that, oh, someone should be recognized not by his birth, but his we are given so much instruction, so much should be recognized by his birth and not by his qualities, but nevertheless, in Vedic culture in general, uh, it's, it's generally the birth is considered very important. It's definitely there in Mahabharata, the whole history of Karna, 
who is right in Bhagavad Gita, is it Krishna or Arjuna? In the 11th chapter, first hymn is uh, Sutaputra, the, the son of the uh, chariot, right? It's, it's the, they always refer to, the Pandavas always refer to him as Sutaputra, insultingly, the son of a chariot driver. So uh, it, it was very important because generally the uh, generally one is born in such a situation because of his eligibility due to previous karmas. He's placed by the Daivane trainer. And, uh, and then he's brought up in that culture. So it's generally expected that the son of a Brahmana becomes a Brahmana. And the culture was... Nowadays we... You know, if someone's in, into martial arts, we say, we say they're a kshatriya, for instance. We say, oh, this is a kshatriya devotee. But, but the, the, the businessman of today can be the employee of tomorrow and vice versa. There's, there's no clear distinction between the varnas. But in, it was a very, cl- uh, the, the very uh, clear distinction in Vedic society. That they'd live in different areas and that their, uh, yeah, their whole, Outlook was was oneness was there, but the brahmanas they were interested in study and renunciation, at least supposed to be, and uh, religious activities, and they did lots of yagyas. And whereas the kshatriyas and both the kshatriyas and the vaishyas were inter- interested in wealth and opulence, but the uh, the kshatriyas they were very uh, martial spirited also, whereas the vaishyas are. Business spirited, and the shudras, yeah, well, they're again in another category. They, they just they, they need to be dependent on others. And then again, within shudras, we find there are, there are so many different, lot of different occupations. But it maybe we find in Bhagavatam, of course, these the sons of Rishabdev. There's the Navayogendras who are brahmanas, and then there's nine. There's uh, others who are a few others, and then most of them were kshatriyas, and like that. So it's not it, generally it's fixed, but there may there may be. Well, so we find the Jabali, the son of Jabala, the in the Satyakama, who became. So I mean, I don't know if everyone's following. I mean, Dravida Prabhu understands all this, but it's. Uh, I guess it's not basic stuff that's uh, it's not that difficult to follow also but uh, that's the famous story of the the uh, Satyakama approached who is that? Gautam? and then asked he asked to become his disciple he said well are you a Brahmana? because he'll only teach a Brahmana he said I don't know so he said well who's your father? he said I don't know Go and ask your mother, because the, so uh, so the the idea was that ask your father then means that uh, we understood by his father whether he's a Brahmana or not. So he asked his mother, and she said, "I don't know either. I had so many boyfriends." So he went back and told that, and the guru said that, "Well." If you can tell me that honestly, such a shameful thing, then you must be a Brahmana. You're definitely not a Brahmana by birth, but you're a, you're fit to learn. Of course, that's interpreted differently by the proponents of caste by birth. 
They say uh, that his father was a Brahmin. Or prove that his father was a Brahmin. That's what they'll say, right? Maybe I can't remember how they justified exactly. They may be very. <laughs> yeah, all these things. If, if we are to establish Vedic culture, we have there's a lot of work to do in research, actually. A lot of work. <laughs> it's a necessary function that has to be done, undertaken. Yeah, anything? Yes, Vasilios. He was the one who I, I I cannot tell a lie, is it? I was thinking he was going to use that as an argument for being a Brahmin because he didn't lie to his father. He didn't in effect. He didn't lie to his father. Of course, he's yeah, cut the tree down. And we don't even know that part's true. It may be one of those fables, also. Who can say? Yeah, George Washington, the uh, honest beef eater. Yes. And he, he actually said about uh, democracy, he said, unless the people are religious and moralistic and educated, then the whole system of democracy... Unless the people are religious and moralistic and educated, then the whole system of democracy... Uh, will not work. Will not work. Well, that's another, that's another misconception, that by educating everyone, they will all become uh, religious and moral. Prabhupada, among the many things, many things he said, which are not at all PC, was that we shouldn't, not everyone should be educated. Educate, you see, mass education is, uh, the, the level of, uh, the, the average, the person, what, what they read, I mean, there's a huge number of novels and Almost every novel is just completely stupid. And uh, there's uh, p cartoons and uh, what do they call this? Tabloid newspapers. Is that the same word you use here? Tabloid newspapers? Yeah. And all the magazines are just you know, all about fishing and all kinds of stu <laughs> stupid things. You know. Fishing's the least of it, yeah. Sex magazines. Like this, and and it, it's increased the lies actually in, in democracy. Instead of just rulers being ru just why that's why I say in some ways Hitler was better than our modern leaders because at least he said here. I'm glad this is not on the. <laughs> it's not out in public, but he said, look, you know, we're Germans and we are we're jerks. We we we're we just want to we're going to take you over. We're better than we're stronger than you. And we're going to dominate you and to hell with you and kick you in the backside and shoot you in the head and this and that. But nowadays in the name of democracy and humanitarianism and justice and truth and peace, people, just like Iraq and Afghanistan, it's for geopolitical purposes that they're invaded, but it's in the name of democracy. So... It, it just create it just increases hypocrisy, that's all. It's the same thing going on, but it's just hypocrisy. Yes? Just a small historical footnote. The way the original, and I'm not arguing for American democracy, but the way it was originally set up, there was the Electoral College. There was an Electoral College, I see. No, and the, it was the principle. Yeah. The principle established by the founding fathers of America 
was that most people in the backwoods don't know what they're doing. I see. And they would vote for the smartest man they knew. And those smartest men, the Electoral College, would then select the president. And only until whenever it was did they have this general democracy. But it used to be that, my point being, that even the founding fathers of America accepted that democracy didn't mean that everybody voted. I see. But everybody had a vote to select who they thought was the smartest person. And then those <clears throat> educated, supposedly educated. So there was a filtering system. Mm. And they accepted it. And, and it's an, uh, it's seen as an and it gave us George Bush, but it it's, seen, it's seen as an anachronism. Yeah, it's been no, they changed it to make, you know. Anyway. Well, in one sense that goes on, but it's just that the uh, you, you vote representatives and then they vote among themselves. Yeah, it was this, my point is all I'm trying to say is I'm supporting. They they, re- they, they recognize that. They yeah. recognize. Yeah. That. Whereas the Vedic system, there there is a king and he has brahmanas who advise him. And uh, but he he's responsible, and he's trained. Hmm. You get a vein in yeah, yeah, now and then. Yeah. But he was dethroned by the brahmanas. Yeah. That's why brahmanas are necessary in society. Otherwise, they cannot be human civilization. Without knowing the goal of life and without uh, being detached, one cannot give. We have to be absolutely detached. Yes, so time is going on. That's a profound 